0: Welcome to the Weekly Sermon Podcast for the Wilmington, Ohio Church of Christ. We hope that this message inspires you and helps you grow closer to God in your faith. Be sure to stick around after the message to find out how you can take your next best step. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Uh, My name is Jake Green, uh, one of the elders here. I want to start with um, these three phrases. Um, I need Jesus, I listen to Jesus, and I want to praise Jesus. In John 5, uh, verse 30, Jesus says, By myself I can do nothing. I judge only what I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. I'm going to be uh, continuing our sermon series, uh, All In For Christ, through Daniel 5. Um, and so uh, we're going to look into, get into this uh, passage. And through the through the sermon, we will read the whole, whole text. Uh, Daniel 5. King Belshazzar, and I don't want to pause there because Belshazzar is a, a new king. Um, we're going to see similar tendencies, uh, but he is new, and there's some some history there um, as far as he's not maybe the the immediate king after Nebuchadnezzar, um, and he is referred to as father and son. But there there is some space, there's some distance um, there. So just wanted to point that out. So King Belshazzar gave a great banquet for a thousand of his nobles and drank wine with them. While Belshazzar was drinking his wine, he gave orders to bring in the gold and silver goblets that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem, so that the king and his nobles, his wives, and his concubines might drink from them. So they brought in the gold goblets that had been taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem, and the king and his nobles, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. As they drank wine, they praised the gods of gold, silver of bronze, iron, wood, and stone and so, I just want to stop there and talk about that uh, this this king, um, similar to Nebuchadnezzar and he's got some pride going on. he has his own uh, banquet um, and then he brings in these these golden um, silver goblets that were uh, the holy cups of uh, of the temple, um, and we learn later that uh, we're pretty sure he knew that, uh, and so it's it's like he knows that he's doing something against God, and then to put it, make matters worse, he then goes and praises other gods uh, while using God's holy temples. Um, and so, I just uh, holy goblets. Um, and so, I wonder, um, have we done this? You know, is this us? Uh, I know I have, um, but I want to use a couple other verses to... Um, to talk about this point 1 Corinthians 3:16 through 17 it says don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you if anyone destroys God's temple God will destroy him for God's temple is sacred and you are that temple so even now uh, us right now you know we don't have to use any uh, golden or silver silver uh, cups uh, we uh, are those Part of that temple, you know part of God's um, holy uh, pieces to be used um, also in Romans chapter one verses twenty one and twenty three it says for all for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened, although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal god for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles so i don't know about you but um i i know i've been here um there was there was a time um several years ago where where i was living in uh, in sin and an addiction if you will um, where i remember um kind of thinking that uh, i probably knew better um but i I, I was living in such a way that, and even that that sin that pride blinded me some from other areas of my life that uh, that I, I should have seen, but I didn't. And I think like Belshazzar, he he should have known, but he still did it anyways. And in a way, you know, we're I guess spitting in God's face uh, to say with when we're using ourselves, using what God's given us uh, for uh, unholy unholy things. Uh, so so we're in this in, and let's get back to our text in verse 5. Suddenly, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall near the lampstand in the royal palace. The king watched the hand as it wrote. His face turned pale, and he was so frightened that his knees knocked together and his legs gave way. The king called out for the enchanters, astrologers, and diviners to be brought in and said to these wise men of Babylon, Whoever reads this writing and tells me what it means will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around his neck, and he will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing or tell the king what it meant. So King Belshazzar became even more terrified, and his face grew more pale. His nobles were baffled. So, you know, the king is kind of scared. Um, he's, He's shaken up right here. Like, out of nowhere, writing comes on, he doesn't know what it means, um, and he's kind of confused, and the end it says he's baffled. Uh, For me, I know when I was, um, the story kind of I referred to, uh, mine went in a little bit different order. Uh, For me, I felt like I was turning to my own ways. Uh, You know, the king called in his own people, uh, his own wise men, to try to read this writing. I was turning to my own ways to try to get out of uh, the place where I was and it wasn't working and and I found myself being baffled and, and perplexed and troubled um but then for me uh god you know if you will uh, wrote on the wall for me i remember um, still to this day i was i was driving and um just on my way to a place and, and god um wrote in, in my my mind on my heart uh kind of wrote these words um, he says, I know you think that you're, um, you're afraid of the relationship, the earthly relationship that you might lose if, uh, if you get caught. Um, but I'm here to tell you that, uh, it's, it's the heavenly relationship. It's the relationship with me that you're going to lose if you stay in this. And for me, that was my writing on the wall that, uh, shook me, that scared me. Um, and, uh, um, and I still remember that um and we'll come back to that later on, but you know if we look at this point in the story verses one through nine um, you almost want to ask her ask the question is is all lost at this point you know he's he's committed this sin God's written this these words of of what we come to find out later is judgment um you know I know for me it was um kind of like that judgment it was uh, like if something doesn't happen now it's not going to end well um, but I'm here to say that uh, that's not it's not all it's lost oh uh, well, there is hope and we're going to continue uh, with verse 10 uh, the queen hearing the voices of the king and his nobles came into the banquet hall "O king live forever she said don't be alarmed don't look so pale there is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of the holy gods in him In the time of your father, he was found to have insight and intelligence and wisdom like that of the gods. King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, I say, appointed him chief of the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. This man, Daniel, whom the king called Belteshazzar, was found to have a keen mind and knowledge and understanding and also the ability to interpret dreams, explain riddles, solve difficult problems, call for Daniel, and he will tell you what the writing means so this uh, this Queen tells the the King that hey uh, don 't be so afraid, uh, there is a guy that can tell you what this means, uh, and i 'm here to tell you now if we're if you 're in that place where you 've seen the writing on the wall or in the future the writing comes um, for us uh, it it 's not the end of the world. Uh, we do have a man who uh, can uh, interpret our trouble and help us through it, uh, and that is." Um, that's Jesus. And, and and through him, and we'll talk about this later, uh we the church are here to help you. We're here to help you find uh Jesus, to get you out of whatever situation you're in. Uh you know, anytime God has given you those warnings, Dale talked about those in, in previous sermons, uh those those warnings, uh, we have a way out. Uh, Jesus is there to to save us. Uh, But as the queen told uh, the king in in verse 13, it says so Daniel was brought before the king. Uh, The king obviously made a choice to to do that. Um, We are told in James chapter 5, verses 13 and 16, in a way to, uh, to call out for help. It says, Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The power of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So James here tells us, you know, when we're in trouble, when we're perplexed, um, you know, call for help. You know, and I would say the difference between uh, where I hope we go in the future and to where I was, to where Belshazzar was. Um, We should call for the church's help. We should call for Jesus's help first. Uh, And I I wonder if things would have changed in this story that we're reading in Daniel or how soon things would have turned around for me if I would have called um, for Jesus's help sooner, um, if we would go there first. Um, and so this is kind of the first place that we've we hear of Daniel, and he's not in the picture yet. He's just, uh, hey, there's a guy over there. You should call him in. So I guess my question is, where has Daniel been? You know, and uh, we're going to turn the tables a little bit in from this story to our lives. You know, we, we've dealt with Belshazzar, um, and if we're caught in the sin, if we're innocent, but uh, let's go on the other side where um, the Christians where those who maybe are not uh, caught in a big sin right now, uh, we're all sinners, um, not to say that. But um, I, I really think that Daniel is, uh, is preparing. And, and here's some scriptures that, that speak to that. Um, John 17, 14 through 21. Now Jesus is praying here. But he says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. So, uh, it's interesting that, that Daniel 1 is not... Here at this feast, you know, Daniel is living in the kingdom. He's uh, probably working in the kingdom based on previous chapters and, and future chapters, uh, but he's not there. So he's in it, but he's not participating in this sin. Um, you know, and we have evidence in previous chapters and and here, I think he's preparing. Uh, preparing for when he can call called in. He doesn't know exactly. I don't think he knows exactly when he's going to be called in or what, but we as followers of Christ, have to be preparing for that. Deuteronomy 6, 4-9 through 6 says, 4 through 9, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up, tie them on as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. You know, we need to be seeking God and we need to be um, looking at His words um, and, and studying it and putting it on our hearts so that when the time comes, we are ready. Again, in First Peter chapter 4, Verse 11, it says, If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So, you know, Daniel's preparing. He's he's praying to God, he's seeking, and I think he's trying to have God's Word um, on his heart, uh, so that when he does speak, when that time comes, uh, he's prepared. Uh, also, with that preparation, we do have to take a um, kind of a serious look at, at ourselves. Um, in Luke chapter six, verses forty-one through forty-two, uh, that's talking about when, when it, maybe the time comes to point out sin in somebody else, or for that. Uh, judgment as it's talking in context in luke here verse 41 why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye how can you say to your brother brother let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye you hypocrite first take the plank out of your eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye and so i say that because as we're preparing uh, to speak or maybe have that opportunity to speak as I think Daniel is here. And we'll get to what he says in a minute. Like we also have to, to kind of, uh, judge ourselves. You know, we have to, um, daily look at how are we, what is our relationship with Jesus? Uh, are we putting the scripture in our heart? You know, are we making sure that, um, we're not ignoring something of ours? Have we missed God's writing on the wall in our lives? That we need to address before we're able to go um, present the truth to to somebody else. And, and so, um, back to our text, verse thirteen. You know, Daniel is, is now called in, and so I want to want to look at how Daniel um, responds. What is his reaction? Um, what is his attitude? What's his action? And, and what is what are his words? Verse thirteen. So Daniel was brought before the king. Uh, Notice he was brought before. He did hear about this and and came running in. Uh, He was brought before the king and said to the king, And the king said to him, Are you, Daniel, one of the exiles my father the king brought from Judah? I have heard that the spirit of the gods is in you, and that you have insight, intelligent, and outstanding wisdom. The wise men and enchanters were brought before me to read this writing and tell me what it means, but they could not explain it. Now I have heard that you were able to give interpretations and to solve difficult problems. If you can read this writing and tell me what it means, you will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around your neck, and you will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. And so, a couple things here. One, you know, uh, Daniel's called in in verses 13 through 16. Um, he's just listening. Like, He's listening first, and I think that's important. Um, John, or James James 1, 19 and 20, tells us, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to became, become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. So Daniel doesn't come in with his own anger, with his own agenda. Uh, He's listening. He wants to make sure he understands before he speaks. And, and, you know, going back to that uh, John chapter 5 verse 30 uh, verse that I talked about at the beginning, uh, one, by myself I can do nothing. You know, we saw uh, earlier in Belshazzar um, his own way, he couldn't interpret it. Uh, For myself, uh, I couldn't get past where I was at on my own. And here, um, Jesus and John says, I judge only what I hear. Uh, So we're looking here, you know, I listen before I speak. Uh, Daniel listens before we speak. Before we are uh, able to speak truth, we need to listen. Listen for God. Be listening to what God is telling us. And listen to the situation at hand from whoever we're in front of. Uh, So in verse 17, Then Daniel answered the king, You may keep your gifts for yourself and give your rewards to someone else. Nevertheless, I will read the writing for the king and tell him what it means. So I also want to look at the humility of Daniel. Uh, Matthew 6, 1 and 2 says, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the, with, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. You know, Daniel here uh, is not interested in uh, what the king has to offer for reward. Uh, he's not in it for, for that gain, for that pleasure. And, you know, again, that's what Jesus says in John uh, 5.30. He says, I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. You know, and that's where Daniel's at. He has that heart of Christ. Uh, It's not for me. It's for God. And and I'll tell you that because it's from God. So, uh, now we get to what Daniel says. He says, O King, uh, the Most High God gave your father Nebuchadnezzar sovereignty and greatness and glory and splendor. Because of the high position he gave him, all the peoples and nations and men of every language dreaded and feared him. Those the king wanted to put to death, he put to death. Those he wanted to spare, he spared. Those he wanted to promote, he promoted. And those he wanted to humble, he humbled. So far, it's God gave him this ability. But when his heart became arrogant and hardened with pride, he was deposed from his royal throne and stripped from his glory. He was driven away from people and given the mind of an animal. He lived with the wild donkeys and ate grass like cattle, and his body was drenched with the dew of heaven, until he acknowledged that the Most High God is sovereign over the kingdom of kingdoms of men, and sets over them anyone he wishes. So Daniel here is recounting what happened, um, really, in chapter 4. You know, what uh, the letter Nebuchadnezzar wrote to us that Dale preached on last week. He's recounting on the past, and I love uh, verse 22. It says, But you, his son... O Belshazzar, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all this. Belshazzar knew the response Nebuchadnezzar needed uh, to repent and turn. He knew that when pride and arrogance got in. He knew he needed to humble himself. Belshazzar did not do that. He he lived in that at this point. And, and so, to me, I see this as Belshazzar's been... Warned two times, maybe three, depending on if you count to, uh, the writing on the wall, the uh, his own men that couldn't interpret it. And now uh, Daniel's recounting a previous warning of, hey, you knew this, and we have this warning for us now. Like, hey, we know this. There's all kinds of scriptures that are warning us. Uh, God wants to make that plain. I remember back in uh, the Romans passage, passage that we read, uh, it says, for if even if they knew, even though they knew, uh, they still did not acknowledge God. Um, instead, verse 23, you have set up yourself against the Lord of heaven. You had the goblets from his temple brought to you, and you and your nobles, your wives and your concubines, drank wine from them. You praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which cannot see or hear or understand. But you did not honor the God who holds in His hand your life and all your ways; therefore, He sent the hand that wrote the inscription. So, before we get to this inscription, I want to remind you that Daniel had prepared. He's only speaking what uh, words of truth that has already happened, or the Belchers are just happened, you know. And God has given him this this wisdom uh, to to recount what's happened here. He's not making anything up. He's not going back to uh, something that's happened a long time ago. He's uh, addressing the issue uh, as it is right now. And then, um, so after the past warning, the current uh, struggles, Daniel says, uh, therefore he sent the hand that wrote the inscription. This is the inscription that was written. Mene, mene, tekel, parson. And this is what these words mean. Mene, God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Tekel, you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. In a sense, I felt like that's kind of what God was telling me in my story where I was at. Uh, He's like, you're running out of time. Um, I've I've seen where you've been, what you've tried. It's it's not working, um, and you know uh, he's he's found that I was wanting, but I couldn't because I didn't fully submit to him. You know the series we're in is is all in. Uh, that's a key word, all in, not partially in. You know, and Dale spoke about the revelation passage about lukewarm. Uh, we can't we can't ride the fence. Uh, it's all in or it's nothing. And so I know that's what I needed to hear, uh, and that's what Daniel, or what God is telling Belshazzar, or well, that. And what I was so thankful for, you know, which for me varies from Belshazzar. Uh, this, these words is kind of a a last straw, you know, Belshazzar's um, actions, and this is this is judgment. We'll read later. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't repent. For me, I was extremely grateful that I had, um, I had Christians, uh, people in my life that had been preparing as Daniel was preparing, um, in their own way. God had given them uh, the ability to speak truth. And Galatians six one says, "Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently." But watch yourself, for you also may be tempted. You know, we are as as Christians. We are told here, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. Um, but that comes with truth. Uh, we uh, we have to speak truth into each other's lives, but but be gentle. You know, recap what the way Daniel responded here. Um, he listened first. He didn't do it for the earthly reward, and he spoke the truth, uh, God's truth. And so to finish this passage, verses 29 through 31, then at Belshazzar's command, Daniel was clothed in purple, a gold chain was placed around his neck, and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Belshazzar, king of the Babylonians, was slain, and Darius the Mede took over the kingdom at the age of 62. Uh, A couple things as we finished this passage, uh, Daniel didn't do it for the reward, but he got it. Uh, similar to, I guess, reminds me of Solomon when Solomon, um, when God asked what do you want and he could ask for anything. Solomon asked for wisdom. He didn't do it. He didn't ask for an earthly reward. He wanted to be able to do what was right, uh, in God's eyes. And because of that, God also gave him some treasures, you know, and that, uh, kind of led to some things down the road for Solomon, but uh, we we find the similar uh, thing here, you know, in the passage we read in Matthew. Jesus says, if we do it for the earthly reward, that's all we're going to get, you know. We have to check our hearts on why we're speaking the truth. You know, are we doing it out of pride? If we're speaking to other people, uh, wanting something in return, wanting that pride in ourselves, uh, then I would say we have to go all the way back to, Daniel 5, beginning of our passage, verse 1, and put ourselves in there. Different spin a little bit, but um, if we're pride, if we're doing these things for ourselves, you know, we have to start over. Um, But then verse 30, it says, That very night Belshazzar um, was slain and somebody else took over. Uh, That's the other thing. God's word, his judgment is final. You know, when Jesus returns for us, I feel like that's going to be our our verse 30 when Jesus returns um and and judges us for where we're at our relationship there there's no there's no coming back from that. Uh, and so uh we're here to to give that warning now, uh, but there is hope. Like uh it's uh, the hope that Daniel brings, um the hope that I love the the queens phrase, don't be alarmed, don't look so pale. There is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of the holy gods in him. And I would say for us, who has the spirit of the God in him. You know, Jesus is there for us uh, to be saved. We, as Christians, have the spirit of the God in us, and we can have um, we can offer salvation and forgiveness um, through Jesus to others. I want to read John 5:30 again. It says, By myself I can do nothing. I judge only what I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. And this is Jesus talking, but we can follow his example here. Uh, we can't do anything uh, by ourselves. Uh, we can only make a judgment, speak truth on what we hear, hearing God, hearing Jesus speak to us, here in this situation, that's before us. And we're not doing it for for ourselves, but for God. And so God does want us to live all in. Uh, we are going to sin. Uh, we're going to mess up. Okay. Uh, we live in a broken world. Um, and God's going to warn us. Uh, we have a Christian family to help us along, to restore us gently if it gets too far. Uh, the question is, how do we respond? You know, uh, this response uh, this passage we don't see um, a spiritual heart change response from Belshazzar. Uh, he kind of throws an earthly reward to Daniel, but that's not a uh, a true repentance uh, and I, and i would I would think that um, you know if things change in belshazzar 's life earlier on, this story would play out different, but we don 't know that okay we do know it didn't and, and the judgment came. So how are we going to respond are we going to respond in repentance and humility and be saved or are we going to stick to our pride and in that we are blinded sometimes um, and, and thus die or what about those of us who are in daniel's position uh, as christians who um, find out about somebody who's sinning, or we're not there yet are we preparing for that you know um, and, and when we do Let's make sure we respond the way Daniel did or the way Jesus teaches in John chapter five verse 30. We need Jesus for salvation. we listen to Jesus for the words to speak and we want to praise Jesus with our hearts uh, and you know we each week we, we partake of communion and this is such a great way to remember um, the need for Jesus uh, and and the listening for him and wanting to praise him. Um, And we remember this, that through His death, burial, and resurrection, we can have eternal life through Him and and the power. Uh, That's something I think we miss. I know I miss sometimes. Uh, This is not just for my salvation, uh, but this is uh, my remembrance that that He rose from the dead. He went back to heaven. He sent uh, the Holy Spirit uh, to help me, to help me in my walk, to help others. And so we eat uh, the bread and we drink the cup. to Remember, that's uh, one, we need Jesus. Uh, and doing this every week, I think we're listening to Jesus. It's a way to listen. And we will continue to do that, to give him honor and praise until he remembers. So if you have your uh, communion uh, with you, please uh, let's partake of the body, remembering uh, what he did for us. and then the cup, knowing that he has washed us clean and given us a new life that we can share with others. Father, I come to you. And I need Jesus. Uh, And I want to listen to Jesus, and I want to praise Jesus. And in doing so, I'm doing this for your honor, and your glory. So help us this morning uh, through this passage that uh, that we would respond appropriately when you give us the warning, the writing on the wall. We would turn to you, a uh, turn to Jesus. Help us, as those in the position of, of Daniel, to uh, to speak truth, to be prepared. And Father, I just thank you. we just partook in this uh, time of communion the remembrance of of your love for us it's in Jesus name we pray amen so what is our next response this is a great response Um, do we need to repent for the first time and come to Jesus do we need to repent again and come back to Jesus or do we need to spend more time with Jesus uh, preparing ourselves to speak that truth for when that time is right. Either choice, uh, that's on you. We can only make our own choices. Uh, I'm going to pray one more time. This is going to close us. I thank you for uh, allowing me to preach. Thank you for our time. Um, But uh, as I'm praying, uh, please be thinking about what this decision is uh, that we need to make as we leave here, as we uh, go about our lives this week. Father, again, I come to you. And uh, I'll say it again, I, I need Jesus. We need Jesus. Um, whether we need him for the first time, we've never experienced uh, the forgiveness in, in life that he gives. Um, help us to, to make that decision. Or if we have experienced that and we've uh, messed up, which we all do, and we need to confess our sins as, as James tells us in the Bible, confess to one another. Help us to, to do that. Help us to seek somebody else. To let the church know through through uh, some form of online or pick up a phone or call a friend or see a friend. God, uh, if you will, uh, write those decisions on, on our hearts. Help us to know that. And Father, uh, for the rest of us, for all of us, Help us to know you more. Help us to prepare our hearts and minds uh, so that when time is right and we have that opportunity to be Daniel and speak truth, we will do that. I thank you for, uh, for the spirit you give us, for the guidance for your love. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. We want to help you take your next best step. If you would like more information about how to do that, Visit us online at wcconline.org and fill out a connect card. If this message has inspired you, be sure to share it with a friend. And don't forget to keep up with us on social media. Thanks again for joining.